Ah, oh, God love you. I lay on the bed. I felt the rejection and let it slide over me. I felt it rub and pull at my skin. I slept. The wooden leg creaked and whispered. I pulled up my trouser leg and looked. It was fatter, expanding. I could see the wood grow as I watched. The wet air was seeping into it. The varnish was already giving up. It was peeling away, and the shin was getting pale and blotched. I stepped out into rain. It was already adding weight to my suit. It all came back. The slant of its fall, the touch of each drop on my skin, its dance on the black stone around my feet. I fucking hated it. I held up the sagging brim of my fedora and saw the black car crawl out of the lightless rain. I couldn't hear the engine, but it was getting slowly nearer. The approaching car and its low hiss over the water brought back pictures that had never gone away. Model T's prowling the country, men in trench coats moving in to kill me. But the Civil War was three decades ago, and it was just a limerick taxi. I stayed still and waited for it. Good morning, sir. I'm not American. Where do you want me to take you? Roscommon, I said. You're joking. No. Is it not wet enough for you here? I looked at him. Will you take me or won't you? We'll need a map. We won't, I said. I know the way. He still hadn't moved. The old homestead, is it? No, I told him. Someone else's. Will you take me? Right, he said. I will. I'm curious. He was young, half my age. But you're the navigator, he said. Fair enough, I said. Let's go. Will I be bringing you back? No. You've no bag or nothing? No. And you've got the money? Yep. Right. He leaned forward like he was giving the car the first push. We began to crawl into the rain. I should have been going to Kong in County Mayo. I should have been there already. That was why I was in Ireland. I was the IRA consultant, come home to watch the filming of my life. But first I was going to Roscommon, to the house my wife had come from. I had to see the house. It wasn't there. The house was gone. It had been burned out when I'd seen it last, just before I'd left Ireland for good. My wife's mother, old Mrs. O'Shea, had moved into the long barn, and I'd slept in the kitchen, under a tarpaulin roof. But the wall that had held up the tarpaulin, and the other walls, all the walls, were gone. And the barn, it was gone too. I was standing in the right place, but there was nothing. I wasn't there to find anyone. I wasn't that thick, but it felt like another death. My bearings were exact. The few bits of trees, the yellow furs, even the cows had stayed more or less put where I'd left them in 1922. But it was as if the house and the outhouses had never been there, or the well, or the low stone walls that had kept the cows out of the bog. I walked to where the door had been. I knew exactly where I was going, where there'd once been a stone step. I could feel it in my muscles. 
I could feel the knowledge sing through me. I stopped. There was no hint that there'd once been a door there, not a thing. I stamped my foot. I felt nothing under the grass. I walked around to the wall we'd been put against myself and my new wife, Miss O'Shea, with her cousin Ivan and the other cousin, as we were photographed on our wedding day in September 1919. I could feel that day's heat and shine as I turned the corner. I knew exactly where Ivan had placed his lads to guard our normality for that one afternoon in the middle of the war. But there was no wall, no hint of dry clay where the wall had fallen, or hardness in the ground where it had stood. My trousers were ringing. It wasn't raining, but it must have been just before I'd paid the taxi driver and got out. I was in the middle of a field.